This is a shear on Likutei Sicha Yis Chelek Yud Tes, the Sicha of titled Bracha Simchas. Uh, actually, no, it's titled Simchas Teira, page three eighty in Likutei Sicha's Chelek Yud Tes. Friedrich Rebbe said once in a Simchas Teira Sicha, in a Simchas Teira Dikas Sicha, said the Friedrich Rebbe says as follows. Simchas Teira is an entarin psichin. On Simchas Teira, the gates are open. As I know, often the shari eira, shari bracha, shari atzlocha. At that time, the gates of light eira are open, the gates of bracha, of blessing, are open, and the gates of atzlocha, of success, are open. Rabbi says, in order to look in the Hirotzins, where we say the night of Yishan about the various gates that open up for us at this time. And then continues the Fidi Kedebe, although he just said that there are three kinds of gates that are open. Then he says, Allah all the gates are open. And this is achieved, this you take with Torah. Well, that's the end of the quote. Says the Rebbe, the words of Rabbi Seinusien, the words of our rabbis, of our leaders, of our Nasim, are exact with a precise exactness. So for the fact that the Rebbe is specifies exactly shari eira shari bracha shari aslocha those three gates the gates of light blessing and success even though as he continues immediately to say alish shari and often all the gates are open so from this it is imperative that the main advantage and achievement of simchas is in the fact that these three individualized gates that we mentioned are open eira bracha and aslocha so we have to understand What's the connection of these three great gates specifically, light, blessing, and success to Torah? As he said, all these gates we take through Torah. Additionally, we have to understand, and even more so, it's known that in the six days of creation are corresponding to the 6,000 years of the world. So one day, connected, corresponding to 1,000 years. So from the fact that the creation of light was in the first day, before the third day of creation, which the third day of creation refers to the third thousandth year of creation in which Shmatan Terry took place. Shmatan Terry took place in the year 2448 from creation, the third thousand, so corresponding to the third day. But on the first day, there was already light. So from this, it's imperative to say, Lecha'ira, that the concept of the gates of light, Shari'ira, is, is not dependent on Terry. Light was created on the first day. Terry was created on the third day, if each day is corresponding to, three, to a thousand years. Similarly, regarding to the gates of Bracha, Shari Bracha, it's known that one of the reasons that the Torah starts off with the letter Bereshe is base. Why does the Torah start off with the base? So start off with the Aleph. Aleph is the first letter. One of the reasons is, various reasons are given. One of them is because base is Lashem Bracha. Aleph, there's a word that's the opposite of Bracha, right? Orur. Base, that's, that's Lashem Bracha. So if that's the case, so Bracha is already there at the beginning of creation. Bereish is Baralikim. At the beginning, Hashem creates, Hashem creates the world from its very outset with Bracha. So why do we say that the gates of Bracha are connected with Torah? Torah comes only later. At the very beginning of creation, there was already, as we say, first thousand, the first day there's Eira, and even, even before the first day, the beginning, very beginning of creation, there's Bracha. Why do we say that this is something that's coming to us through Torah? The question becomes even greater. Since the, we say Chazal tells the world was created in a way that it was complete. So that means to say that the concept of bracha that's hinted at in the base of Bereshah is that the world was created with blessing. 
So at the very time of creation, that means it was already a complete blessing. Because otherwise you could say maybe the creation started with a, you know, a gradient, you know, a certain grade, a certain level of blessing, and then when the Torah came, it became full blessing. But if we say, Chazal tell us, our sages tell us that the world was created in a complete state from the very beginning, so that means the bracha was also a complete bracha. And that would be also regarding to, oh, regarding to the light, and on the contrary. We talk about the light that the world was created, that Hashem created on the first day of creation. It was totally limitless, without limitation, as our sages tell us. That other Mauritian was able, he could look through this light, he was able to see from the end of the world to the end of the world. He was able to, to see throughout the whole world. It was a very powerful light, the kind of which we don't have, was hidden away. But, so that means that the light was also in a complete way. In other words, not just was the general concept of of light and blessing there, the beginning of creation, not dependent on Torah, we say even on the, even the contrary. We say that the kind of blessing and kind of light that was there at the beginning of the creation, even before Torah, was betachlis ashlemus, was completely, was in a completely, in a complete way, in a perfect way. And that's not dependent on Torah, it comes before Torah. So why do we, why does the Fidik Rebbe say that the Shari Eid and Shari Bracha we take, we, we get it through Torah, Dafka? Base. So we could have explained this, that the wholesomeness, the highest level of wholesomeness and completeness you talk about in terms of creation, the way it is in and of itself from the created state, even the way it is created in a complete way at the very beginning of creation, that's all a completeness, a wholesomeness, but with a limitation. That's why it's actually not a absolute complete, absolute wholesomeness. Why? And that's why we're going to say that the Shari Eira, perhaps we can say that the gates of light and the gates of Baracha, we take and they're achieved in a complete way, Dafka through Torah. Because why? Because when we say here, in, when the Fidikab is talking about the Shari Eira, light, and he's talking about Shari Baracha, blessing, he means the Emesa, the absolute, um, complete Emes way of Eidam Racha, the way they are in their absolute fullness. In other words, the way they are mitzad Hashem, Hashem is the wholesomeness, the most truthful wholesomeness possible. That can only be taken through Torah, because as we know, the Torah took, brought down into this world something that wasn't there at the beginning of creation. At the beginning of the creation, there could have been a completeness in Eidam Racha and light and blessing, but Torah brought down Hashem's presence into the world. Like we know that by Torah, the division between the supernal worlds and the lower worlds was ripped away, was drawn down, was taken away. So therefore, it makes perfect sense to say that even though we describe the world being created from a, from the perspective of creation, there was a wholesomeness in terms of Eidam Baracha, but that cannot compare to what happens through Torah. Through Torah, we have the wholesomeness, the way it is mitzad Hashem, the emissary completeness of Eidam Baracha, that comes through Torah. However, that's not a sufficient explanation, says the Rebbe. Why? Because first of all, if so, what the Friedrich Rebbe is saying is lacking its full The main point that he's saying is missing in what he's actually saying. If we're saying that, the, generally speaking, there is Eira and Bracha, light and blessing, even and even in a complete way, without Teira, just in terms of creation, so, and what he's talking about, Philip is, is talking about the, the, the greatness that gets achieved, gets added, Dafka, after the giving of Torah. So he should have said that. That after Matan Torah, we take 
in a complete way, the way they are mitzad Hashem. But the free government doesn't emphasize that. B, base, the reason why Simchas Teres on Yom Tov Sheni of Shmini Atzeres, why isn't on Shavuos? Shavuos when the Teres was given. Why do we celebrate Simchas Teres, the celebration of the Teres on the day it was given? Is because the Simcha Simchas Teres is connected with Yom Kippur. It's connected what will happen on Yom Kippur. The second Luchas we're giving Yom Kippur. Remember Hashem takes, uh, Meshav Benin breaks the first Luchas right after Shavuos, 40 days after Shavuos. And then after the second set of 40 Days and the third set of forty days, where Hashem forgives Bnei Yisrael entirely on Yom Kippur, this, the end of the third set of forty days, He comes down and there's the second luchas. So that's why we just had Simchas uh, Torah is the first opportunity after Yom Kippur to celebrate the giving of the Torah, the giving of the Torah in the way of the second luchas, which the second luchas are called Kiflaim Lutoshia. They're they're a double, and they are in a way that they have additional strength. They're not just a repeat of the first. They're double, and they have strength that the first luchas didn't even have. So since what the Fidikab is saying is like this, that the words, this, this, this we take through Teirah, and that is an ex- a continuation of what we talk about, that this is what happens on Simchas Teirah, that Simchas Teirah, the gates are open. So we understand that with this Lushan, that with Teirah, we take the Eirah and Bracha, must be talking about Simchas Teirah. In other words, with the Teirah that we're talking about is the second giving of the Torah, so to speak, the, the second Luchas. And since that's the case, even if we want to say that Shari Eira, we're talking about the way it is, Mitzad Hashem's completeness, but that doesn't tell us why Dafka requires the second Luchas, why it wasn't enough. I mean, the Torah was given on Shavuos, the way Hashem tore away the distinction, the, the, the Mechitza, the barrier between up and down. And he came down here in Tachtenim. So why isn't Chag is sufficient to open up, to bring down that Eirah Mrocha to the world? It seems from what the Tefillah is saying is that it's Tafka Simchas which is a continuation of Yom Kippur, which is related to the second Lucha, is that Dafka opens up the gates of Eirah Mrocha. So again, we're asking it, the Eirah Mrocha was there from creation. Ah, you'll tell me, no, that wasn't enough because that was Eirah Mrocha, the way creation is its completed state. By Simchas Torah, we're talking about Eiram Bracha that comes the way Hashem projects Eiram Bracha, which that only happens after Hashem descends into the world, which happens at Matan Torah. Says the Rebbe, but why is then the Fidik Rebbe connecting a Dafko Simchas Torah, which is talking about the second Luchas, that should already have been uh, one of the achievements of Shavuos, that you have Eiram Bracha, the way Hashem projects into the world, where He gave us the Torah. But it seems to me that Dafka connected with the Simchas Torah, which is a celebration of the Luchish So it has to have something Dafka to do with the Nisinas Luchish which we're going to explain now. Gimel. So we'll understand this by first explaining that in Simchas we find three concepts, which is reminiscent to the three gates we're talking about, the gates of Eira, the gates of light, the gates of blessing, and the gates of Atzlach, success. So let's understand the three things, three components of Simchas First of all, Simchas like in every second day Yom Tov, has two things. The second day Yom Tov is the way the second day of Yom Tov is a continuation of a suvav. It's, a, um, it's caused by, and therefore a continuation of the first Yom Tov. First Yom Tov, and because it's Chutzlaretz, we have to add a second version, extension of that Yom Tov. Base, we have something that's not just an extension of the first Yom Tov. In it actually comes something additional which is called Arevim Alai Divrei Seifim, the words of the Chachamim, the words of the scribes, the words of the Rabbonon that instituted 
<coughs> additions and safeguards and extensions to the Torah, they are more beloved and more sweet to me even than the written Torah. Because and that you don't have on the first Yom Tov. That's not just an extension of the first Yom Tov. The first Yom Tov is Minat Torah, Midar So the second Yom Tov is something added by Divrei Sefer. And there's some specialty, some sweetness to that. That's been every second day Yom Tov. On Simchas Teri, you have a third thing, as we've spoken several times, that from the fact that Simchas Teri is not just called second day Shmini Atzeres, we have first day Sukkot, second day Sukkot, first day Pesach, second day Pesach. Simchas Teri is in a day in and of itself. It's not just second day Shmini Atzeres. So from this we understand that in addition to the fact that it's the second day of Yom Tov of the Shmini Atzeres Yom Tov, it also has its own thing. It has the Inyan that it's Simchas Teri, it's the joy of the Teri. The same way it is by Yom Tov Sheni, even though Yom Tov Sheni is only rabbinic, is only medivrei seifrim, but on the contrary, because of that, there's a maila, there's an advantage over Yom Tov Rishon of the first day Yom Tov. As we said, that Chachomim expressed themselves and said that Arevim alai divrei seifrim, more sweet upon me is the words of the seifrim, the scribes, as with Chachomim, more than what's written in the Torah, the divrei Torah. Similarly, also by this third concept even though there's absolutely no obligation, even not a rabbinic obligation, to do Simchas Teir, it's only a minute, like the Zerah says, that the Bnei Yisrael have a custom to make a joyous occasion with the Teir, it's called the joy of the Teir. However, mitzad this, there's actually an advantage, even over the two aspects, the other aspects of Yom Tov, the fact that it's the second day of Shemini Atzeres, and the fact that it's, a Rabbonon Dike Yom Tov, which makes it exciting, as we explained in certain places, that a Minig Yisrael, a custom that Bnei Yisrael do, has an advantage which is not even there in a Deiraisa, not in a Divrei Sefer. And the Rebbe here quotes um, and, and basically the point being that the fact that it's not written, it's not because it's not important. It's so high that it can't be written. So the Divrei Sefer, the things of Divrei Sefer, the Chachamim, it's so high that it can't be written in Teresh, because it's written in Teresh in the oral Torah. Then the Ramin Hagen, which is so high, and they, 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 they evoke such a great light that they can't even be written in Divrei Sefer in the, in the, in the oral Torah, in, um, in the oral Torah. And they become something which when they saw, initiate on their own, so to speak, as we'll continue to explain it. So Dalit, these three things we find in Simchas Teireh itself, there's three levels. From the name Simchas Teireh, just says Teireh generally, doesn't specify which Teireh is. From this we understand that the Simcha is connected with Teireh in general. Generally, when you talk about the giving of Teireh, it's the first Luchah, it's Shavuos, when Hashem gave the Teireh. Nonetheless, the reason why Simchas Teireh is in Shemini Atzeres and not on Shavuos is because the Simcha of Simchas Teireh is connected specifically with its second Luchah, which the second Luchah are in the written Teireh itself, they're like the Divrei Seifen, like the Oral Torah. And then you have the third aspect, of which is Simchas Torah, the fact that the Yidin are creating a Yom Tov called Simchas Torah. That's a meaning, it's a custom. As the Zerah says, Vinayagim, it's a custom to make a, a joy with the Torah. The Bnei Yisrael has created this custom. Since a Minig Yisrael, as we said earlier, a custom reaches even higher than Torah, and even higher than the Oral Torah, than the words of the scribes, Divrei Seifen, that's why the Zer says, in continuation to the fact that when they saw, have a custom to make a day that they call Simchas it says, they adorn the Sefer with its crown. You know that the crown is very high level. And afterwards, and through this, that Yidin have the minig to make a joy with the Torah, 
So the Zer tells us that they create a Kesa, they create a level of crown to the Torah. Kesa, Torah, crown Torah refers to a level that's higher than Torah. Even the Torah, the way it is, in its upgraded state, so to speak, having been given in the second Luchas, which came with an abundance of, of, uh, of additions to the way the Torah was given in the first Luchas. Nonetheless, through the fact that the Bnei Yisrael make a minig of Simchas Torah, they add to the Torah, they bring in the level, they reach the level of Keser, of the crown of Torah. And now we're going to explain, hey, the explanation is this. The reason that the Luchas Shniyas, that the second Luchas are higher than the first Luchas, and they're called Kiflaim Tashiyah, they're doubled to, for strength. It's the double, it's in other words, the second giving, which adds more strength, is because they come, what's the specialty of the, of the second Luchas? Because they come through the Avedah of Tshuva that he didn't do. Right? They didn't messed up in the eagle, and then they came back to Hashem. And now Hashem says, I see, Salah, I see here. You guys have made up. Now I'm going to give you the second luchas. So when something is achieved through the Shamas Yisrael, there's something in it higher than Torah. Why? Because we know that the source of the Shamas Yisrael, the souls of the Eden, is higher than the source of Torah. However, since the Luchas like we know, we know this from uh, various uh, talks that there's uh, two things that are higher than the world, Yisrael and Torah, but which one of them between the two is higher than which? Yisrael is higher than Torah. However, since also the second luchis were given from above, in other words, it was the Aved of Tshuva, the Aved, the Jewish people's service of Tshuva was the reason for the giving of the second luchis. But however, the second luchis themselves were given they weren't created by the Yidin down here. The Yidin, so to speak, elicited them, evoked them by doing tshuva, and then Hashem said, oh, I'm going to send you, I'm going to give you the luchas, a second set of luchas. But still, what was what happened through the tshuva was that the second set of luchas were given from above. So that's why also the second set of luchas are an Indian of Torah, which, remember, we said Torah is one level, but Neshom is all higher than Torah. In Torah itself, they're the higher level of Torah, it's called Kiflaim Toshiyah, it's doubly empowered because they come through as a result of the Aved of Tshuva Yidin. Hashem, when we talk about the meaning that Yisrael, Am Yisrael created, that Lamevad Yisrael Imachedva, according to Zerah, that Yisrael makes a joy with the Torah, since the whole concept of this day comes through Yidin, so that's why it achieves something even higher than Torah, it achieves the crown of Torah, Keseter, which is higher than Torah, even higher than the Torah, the way it is, in a way of doubly impactful, which comes through the tshuva and the second luchas, that which the Yidin initiate in Torah, this day of rejoicing in Torah, which creates, well, as we say, the adornment of the Torah, this is even higher than Torah, the way it is, luchas that are evoked by tshuva. We're going to explain why, how that works and why that is. Well, this is also a connection of Simchas Torah with the Shari Eira, Shari Brachah, the three gates, blessing, Light, blessing, and success. Because these three things also are represented this way. We have, in Simchas Torah, we have the Torah in general. And then we have the second Luchas, this, the added advantage within Torah itself, it's the second Luchas. And then we have the Minig to make, the Minig soul make a joy, a joy with the Torah. These are similarly and reminiscent to the three levels of Eira, Baruch, and Asach. So let's analyze. Eira is light. The difference between light and Baruch simply is when you bench somebody, bracha is to, is to bless somebody. You bless somebody, so your intention is that the one who's being blessed should have should, should benefit. You have him in mind. You try and cater and tailor the blessing to the one who's being blessed. 
However, uh, we talk about light. Light has got to do not about the one who's receiving the light. It's got to do with the nature of the source of light. The source of light is one of the ways light operates is that it comes out in an automatic way from the source of light. And more than that, it does not distinguish or differentiate or know where it's providing light to. As we say, that the, the sun shines on the entire world. And then therefore, it can even go into the place, a dirty place, into a place of garbage. Even though there's no absolutely no purpose to have the sun shining in a place of ashma, in a place of dirt and garbage and grime. But it doesn't matter. Light doesn't take into account the places it's shining. It shines. But that's the nature of a luminary. It gives forth light and it shines. Now this is, bracha is different. We say bracha is, when you give a blessing, you're trying to tailor that there should be a benefit for the blessed, the one who is the recipient of the blessing. So this is the connection between the luchas, the first tablets, the first luchas, and the second luchas, with shari'in and shari bracha. How do they connect to light and bracha? By the giving of the first luchas, the main emphasis was that Hashem was giving them. Not so much the emphasis that first we have to check out whether the Eden are going to become receptacles uh, to understand and to become totally one with the Torah. And that's why, Taka, what actually happened is that the Yidin, in terms of the state of being that they were at the time of Teda, in Chagashvus, the fact that, that, that it didn't work is because they weren't really at the state of presence of being able to totally absorb it and grasp it, the Torah that they were given. And that's why, so it's like Eidos, it's like Hashem shined forth the first Luchais, but it didn't really, wasn't really uh, able to be grasped and internalized by the Yidden, and so it didn't hold. That's like Eira, light, which the main thing is that light is a, is a result of the source of light, not even, not taking so much into account the recipients. However, the second Luchais, no, that, they were evoked, and they were generated by the recipients. It came, their, their, their giving came through the Aved of Yidden. So, through what they did, through their tshuva, they elicited the giving of the luchas. In other words, that the emphasis here is that the Yidin should be able to be receptacles, to be able to receive and, and, and take in the Torah. And for this purpose, for this reason, the luchas is the second luchas, are connected with shari bracha. We talk about the, the gates of, of bracha, of blessing, because the emphasis is on the one that's being blessed. That the one that's being blessed should receive the bracha. However, since the end of what takes place is really what was originally in the plan. And the kavanah pnim is the internal intention in the drawing down of Hashem's light is that it should be able to be grasped and received in, in, in an internalized way in the kalim and the receptacles and the vessels. That's why the second luchas are higher than the first luchas. Why? Because the fact of the matter is, even though you could say the light beaming down from the first luchas was higher, but the fact is that Hashem wants it to be absorbed. And so the fact that the Bnei Yisrael now created this state, this, this state where they elicited the giving of the luchas and they're prepared for it and becomes absorbed within them, this is more in sync with Hashem's plan. And if that's really Hashem's plan, that it should be absorbed in the the world below through the Bnei Yisrael so that means that it's what's what's where it's touching what's where it's emanating from is from a higher place what Hashem's plan really was Hashem's plan was that there should be a a a a a, a connection and a and a, and a and a and a and a seamless integration between 
Hashem is giving the Torah, and the Bnei Yisrael receiving the Torah. That happened by the second Luchas. However, let's learn a little deeper, says the Rebbe Zion, in the, what it says. We say, The end of the thought was the plan in the beginning. In a simple reading, what that means is that what a person initially has in his mind, as his plan, that's what unfolds as he achieves his plan. And when he gets to the achievement of his plan, oh, this is what I intended. Says the Rebbe, there's a deeper perish. And that is, that Saif Maisa means the end of what your person did is not what he did when the, when the doing is concluded. But what happens after the end of the doing. In other, and, and where does that reach? That reaches in Tchila, in before even the thought about the plan. As the, the Rebbe gives her a dogma, and this is, uh, this is very deep chassidus, this is brought in the, the Hemshech of Ayn Beis, you may have heard of famous chassidic discourse, but the Rebbe Rashab, it goes, spans over three books and, uh, many, and, and years, very deep chassidus. And the Rebbe is here encapsulating it for us. There's a, 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 an example given, that a person, a craftsman, who makes, who does a craft, who, who creates something, a malach, he, he finishes his job, he, he, he made some object. And whoa, this object, this malacha, the work that he did came out, came out beautiful, came out in the best possible way, in a way of atzlacha. This was a successful undertaking. So it's not pshat that lechatchile in, in, in his mind's eye, the craftsman saw what would be. Because a craftsman, you cannot predict whether the thing will be with success, whether the thing will be, as we say, gelungen, whether it will be, you know, it's going to work out well. The only thing a craftsman can do is, He's going to try and do his best. So he sees a result, an acceptable result, right? Then when it becomes in a way of atzloch and he sees an exceptional result, this is soif maisa, this is something that happens beyond the maisa, beyond the full completion of what he needed to make. He says, wow, this is a successful thing. This, this is really, this was successful. That touches a place deeper than the initial plan. That touches a place which is before Tchila, Saif Maisa, what happens after the Maisa. The Hatzlocha that's perceived after the Maisa touches, Machshava Tchila, touches a place before the plan, something that hadn't come down in a revealed way. Like we said, you can't plan to have an outstanding success. You can plan to do your best and to have the finished product. The fact that it's an outstanding success now touches you deeper than what you even planned. Ches, so when we transfer this back, so to speak, to the way, to, 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 to Hashem. Similarly, also, kavayochel, so to speak, we talk about atzlocha, above. So since everything that happens below is coming down as nishtalsha from above, so that's why we can try and assign a certain level of understanding from the way we understand things below and, and correspond it to above. We talk about the diralei zbarach Hashem's dwelling place that the Yidin do through their Aveda. So when the Yidin do it in a way that's a successful way, the absolute best way and a successful way, it's even better than, so to speak, what Hashem planned for the Eden to do. Even though, obviously, we understand that um, Hashem's plan was that B'nai Yisrael should make the best possible kind of dwelling place for Him. But that's a level that's before the, it's, that's a level that's called Tehillah before Machshava. It's before the concrete plan. It's the Plan the, the the level of plan before the actual crystallized plan, so to speak. What's the explanation for this? At least says the Rebbe at least in brief. 
Apparently, again, this is uh, explained at length in Ayin Beis. That was giving an encapsulation. The Tachlis Akavon is the whole essential purpose of creation is that the Eden should create a, a dwelling place for Hashem in the lower worlds through their own Avedah, their own self-initiation. Creating a space for Hashem, not as a way that they're, they feel they're being pushed by Hashem, but in a way that they feel they're doing it. And since the rots and the desire of Hashem for worlds, also tchilas machshav, and we talk about the, crystal, the first crystallization of the plan for worlds, has a shaykhas to the bria, it's the plan for worlds. And therefore, if it's a plan for worlds, it, it, it has its effect on the world. It has to have its, its effect has to be felt. Therefore, this kavana, that Hashem, has a, wants, Hashem wants a self-initiated dwelling place in the lower worlds, that the Eden shouldn't feel that Hashem is pushing them, this can't be part of the crystallized plan. It has to be, so to speak, a secret. It has to remain in a higher level. It's not part of the actual plan. It's not in the Tchila Samachshav of the Bria. Because the moment is it's in Tchila Samachshav of the Bria, it's the first level of, uh, it's in the beginning of the plan for creation. If Hashem's planning that the Bnei Yisrael should be creating this dira, that's already affecting the Bnei Yisrael. They're not doing it totally with their, on, on their own initiative. So it has to be something that doesn't come down into the crystallized plan. It's, it stays at a level in Helam, in a, in a concealed level, in a level that's called Tchila. It's pre the actual plan for the world, which is and it's higher than Tchilas Machshav, than the beginning of the plan of the world. In other words, we're talking about a, so to speak, a, a concealed plan, which is part of a Kavana that's not crystallized and, and becomes the beginning of creation. It stays aloof. And therefore, it doesn't affect those the Bnei Yisrael that have to create the dira, have to create the dwelling place for Hashem. And therefore, when they create the dwelling place for Hashem, it's totally through their avodah, through their own self-initiated avodah. So now we understand that the fact that Eden do achieve and carry out the intention of Hashem that Nisav, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Lizlis Hashem, desire to have a dwelling place in the lowering worlds that's that's self-initiated by them. This is in a way of atzlocha. In other words, it's not in a way of just fulfilling the plan of Hashem, it's in a way of, of successfully fulfilling the plan of Hashem. Like we said, the Uman, the craftsman, he takes upon himself to finish the work, the plan he had was to do the job. The Hatzlacha, that it becomes in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a successful way, this he couldn't, this was not even thought about by him in a conscious way. It touches someplace deeper. The fact that the Bnei Yisrael fulfilled the Dira B'tachtainim, it's not something that Hashem consciously, so to speak, thought about it, because otherwise that would have affected the Eden and it wouldn't be theirs. Right? It's something that they do that therefore touches even deeper. This is Hatzlacha. That's the level of Shari Hatzlacha. On, on Simchasir, we have the concept, we have the Hatzlacha, that we're able to achieve something that was in Hashem's Tchila and Hashem's pre plan. <coughs> so now says in Tess, even though this Dira, this dwelling place for Hashem that the Eden create with their own self initiation, this is done by fulfilling the Terah Mitzvahs with all the detail. Have a, where, does it, where do we see this in a revealed way? You see this in a revealed way when the, the fulfillment of the Terah Mitzvahs is not for any reason. It's only because Hashem commanded us. Not because there's a beauty or there's some kind of a spiritual revelation or, or, or segula, some kind of a, 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 a um, some achievement that's done by the mitzvahs. No. As Chazal, as, as the Lashon 
the well-known expression, even if Hashem, even if we would command it to chop wood, senselessly chop wood, but if we were commanded, Hashem tells us we do it. So also in the in the concept of minhage Yisrael, where did, and in that place, in that 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 acceptance of the tzivon of doing what Hashem wants, there, there we see the the the, the bnei Yisrael doing simply um, on their own what Hashem wants, and that creates a dwelling place for Hashem. More particularly, where is, where is that expressed in minhage Yisrael in customs? Because with Minogim, there's not, there's no visible instruction from above. So therefore, what what's really being done when a yid does a minig is it, it it the concept of Minogim by yidin is self-initiated by the yidin below. In other words, the fact that Hashem has Ratzonel and the supernal will that yidin should fulfill the Minogim so the customs of Yisrael is is in a concealed way. Even more, we just said now that the desire that Hashem wants that Bnei Saul should do Torah Mitzvah B'chlal is um, in a way Hashem hides it so Bnei Saul shouldn't do it in a, in a way that it's thrust upon them from above but they do it in a way that they self-initiate but by Minhagim it's even more concealed it, it doesn't say it anywhere there's, there's absolutely no commandment not in the Torah Mitzvah not in the Torah and that's the explanation that Hefsha says that, that um, in brackets that through the minig that the Bnei Sol do Simchas Torah, they make a joy with the Torah, that brings down, they adorn the Sefer Torah, the Sefer Torah, they adorn the Sefer Torah, because with its crown, which Kesar Torah, the crown of Torah is higher than Torah, even the way it is, mitzad the second luchas. So why is that happening through Minhagim? Because the second luchas, even though the main emphasis is the fact that the Bnei Sol were, were, were worthy and were prepared to be makabel with Torah, right? As we said, bracha taking into account the Eden are 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 kalim to receive it. Nonetheless, since the second luchas were after all given from above, like bracha, even though bracha takes into account the needs of the one who's being blessed, but it's the blesser who's blessing. So that's not that level we're talking about. Safe mice at the end of the mice of the Hatzlocha that touches a place deeper even than the beginning of the Machshava. And therefore, Torah Mitzvahs in general, when we do it, that that indeed completes the Machshava. Safe mice, but it touches Machshava. It chilas a Machshava. Yeah. But now, through doing Minhagim, the minig of Simchasteir, for example, the Meva Dimachedva to make a joy with the Torah. Um, after this Torah was given Milamaila, so it's we say it's like it's, that's already the dagger of Seif Maisa. That's like similar to the concept of Hatzloch we talked about that after the 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 craft was made. You know, as we see that it's Hatzloch that it was exceptionally um, successful. That is already the level of Seif Maisa, after the doing. And that touches, as we said before, the level of Tchila, which is higher than Tchila Samachshav. Says the Rebbe here in 44, the Rebbe sums it up. We could say that Shari Eira therefore refers to Eir. Shari Brach refers to Kalim. So there's Eir, then it goes into Kalim. And then there's Hatzlach, which is the Kesa, which is higher than Eir and Kalim. Yud, according to this, we'll understand, uh, it becomes even a bigger question. 
What's the bigger question? Since the achievement of Simchas Torah is the union of Atzlocha, right? It's the union of Minig of, of uh, the union of Keser, Minig. And the union of Eiron, Bracha, Lechera, they're already there by Shavuos. The concept of Torah, the way it is, light and Bracha, that's already there on Shavuos. And that's already there by Yom Kippur, by the Luchashnias. So what, why does it Dafka Simchas Torah? Why isn't there already on Shavuos? In certain sin, beside the giving of the Torah in and of its own, why is this something that becomes specially connected to Simchas Torah, like the Friedrich Rebbe seems to say? So we'll understand first that we under, uh, by 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 understanding the following. We find that through the avoda, through properly learning your gaita, through a toiling of a yidden Torah, there's an addition in Torah. In other words, we until we find that Hilchos we say that there's a chiyuv. We have an obligation to be mechadish in Torah, to Add in Torah. The Zerah talks about La'afoshalot, to add, to expand the Torah. Similarly, by Minhog Yisrael, by the customs of Minhog Yisrael, which Minhog Yisrael, we, we are told that Minhog Yisrael, Torah, customs of Yidin are Torah. This is something that we add in Torah, so to speak. So, what is, you know what that means? That means that by doing a Minhog, actually Torah expands. Torah is added to. L'chairah. So we explain Taka that the source of Neshama Yisrael is higher than the source of Taka. So we can understand how, therefore, the Bnei Yisrael can, can create something new within Taka. But we don't understand how can what the Bnei Yisrael add, especially if they're creating a minig, which is, so to speak, coming from outside Taka, how can that become a chilek? How can that actually become a portion of Taka? We can understand that B'nai Yisrael can bring something to the table, but how does that actually merge and become Torah? That's what you say. That should be Torah. That should be what the B'nai Yisrael uh, do, but that's not actually Torah. But here we say, no, the Minig actually becomes Torah. In other words, square brackets here, not only are we obligated to do the instructions that the B'nai Yisrael, that the Chachomim were Mechadish, Okay, we could say there's Torah, and then there's, we have to listen to Chacham, which are higher than Torah. No, we say that they actually become a part of Torah. And this Lushan, that Minigi Sol Torah, that the custom by, of, of Yidin is Torah, is, says it about even Minogim that um, aren't connected with the base in Agoda, with the Sanhedrin. Even later Minogim. How can we say that that becomes Torah? How does that join and become a, a, a part of the Torah? So the explanation is like this. In Torah, there's two levels. One, the way Torah is, the Chochmah and Ratzon, the, the wisdom and, and will of Hashem, that from this beginner, from this level of Chochmah and Ratzon, Torah is set out in a way that there are things, there are things that the Yidin have to be machadish, things that the Yiddish, the Yidin have to reveal in the Torah. And then there's a second level, the fact that it is of that Hashem and his Torah one the way Torah is sourced in the essence of Hashem, that when we talk about that level, this new thing of Torah can become a, a portion of Torah. How? Because Hashem's kavana is that Yid should be mechadish. It's, this is Hashem's kavana. Hashem's kavana is that Yid should be mechadish. They should create novel things in Torah through their own self-initiation. And through this, what is visible, what becomes revealed is their source in the essence of Hashem. Therefore, after the fact that Yidin, through creating novel things in Torah, what they do is they draw down, the Abshach is drawing down of the essence of Hashem. 
So there, what happens then thereafter is that this becomes also achieved. This is Amshacha is drawn down into Torah. Like it says in Sefer Aboyer, that David was connected Torah with Hashem through his learning Torah because he was sourced. Hashem is his soul sourced higher than Torah. Drew down from Hashem into Torah. That's why the Chidush, both the Chidushim that the Eden learn in the Torah, through their toil in Torah, and also the, the, the Minhogim and the Xeris decrees that Yidin Amechadish, new things, new customs, they become a Chelik for Torah. Because that's Hashem's intention from the very, from the very beginning. And now we'll understand why in this Sicha we explain that not just Shariat Slocha, which we understand, Shariat Slocha we said is the concept of Minik concept of the success that can't be anticipated in the beginning. Okay, that's minute. That we understand the Shach Simchaser. But even these other things of Shari Eira, the gates of Eira and gates of Rachel, which Lachera, you would think they're between Shvuas and, 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 and Yom Kippur, the giving of the first Luch and the second Luch. You have those already. Why do we need Simchaser? No, but they too are connected to Simchaser. Because even Eira, even the Eira and Bracha are there in Torah inside itself, but the true union of Eira is, of light is, that everything that's there in the luminary, in the mar, comes out to light. Also that, that in and of itself, is higher than being in a gather of Gilui, in a, in a, in a even a, higher than being able to be revealed. And that also, when we talk about Baraka. So, the only place where this can truly come in a revealed state is when you reach that level of Keser, which that's in Chastera. Since the true union of Tera, is the fact that Hashem and the are totally one. So it comes out that Dafkan Simchaser, when Yidin reached that level, that they, through keeping a minute, they adorned the Sefer with its crown. And they drew down, they draw down, and they reveal the source of Torah, the way Torah is sourced in the essence of Hashem. Dafka then, we have the revelation, together with the Shari Atzlacha, you have the true revelation also of the Shari Eira, the gates of Light and Shari Bracha, but Hashem is in their complete, in in their complete way. I I honestly have to say that <laughs> the Sikha is a bit beyond me, but uh, good job, Tuf.